Welcome to Signs from Above. This is Lucy B. So I just want to give you just a, a health update on myself and uh, things that I've learned through this whole process. So I had been what looks like a possible diagnosis of ovarian cancer. Still not out of the woods. Um, however, they did an MRI and some other things and so I have another disease and it's I mean it's more well known but it's uh called endometriosis and uh what I have is a very severe form of that uh basically from what they could tell is that my organs basically are kind of glued together in a sense down to my kidneys my intestine all the reproductive organs, just everything. And so here in the state that I live in, it was no surgeon would basically even look at me. They even talked about doing a colonoscopy and couldn't even get any gastrologist to even work on me for that. Um, So they sent me to this doctor actually in Boston and he is apparently the best however this particular doctor ended up moving to Iceland and only comes back to Massachusetts once a month (laughs) you got that once a month he doesn't normally take patients out of Massachusetts but ended up taking my case however I couldn't even get a zoom call with him until February just seemed a little bizarre and crazy once a month um I mean you guys just these things that happen anyway coming to find out connection that I had had a connection at Mayo Clinic and uh, with a doctor there they got me through the back door and sent my records directly to a doctor and they looked at my my case and ended up agreeing to taking it, taking it on and put together a team. So I'll be heading there uh, for surgery. But what I'm going to be honest with you is that you know with this whole possible ovarian cancer diagnosis, like I got to a good place. I'm like okay, I I, I can accept this. Um, not understanding why, but I was in a full acceptance and then finding out this other with what they call a life threatening surgery was almost like a sucker punch to me. Kind of like, whoa, that wasn't good enough. Let me, let me, let me dig that nail in a little deeper and I'll be honest that I did get a little angry. Um, I did get angry. I got angry I got angry at God because I thought okay I accepted I accepted this first possible diagnosis but why this again this extra punch um that's that was a little hard to accept right um I mean this thing is it's extremely severe okay so it's kind of like the stages you know how you have cancer that's a stage 1 2 3 and 4 basically 4 is just that it's 
in a cancer it's just like everywhere well that's basically what this is for me I'm a stage four with this and um this endometriosis and um yeah like it's it's bad like literally to the point where possible kidney loss to taking out part of my intestine to I know this is going to be gross but even a possible colonoscopy bag um yeah so that that was really hard for me to take and it's been a lot of processing and self-reflection reading my bible in fact (laughs) at one point um my husband which he's he's had a really hard time with this whole thing he just looks at me and just says, I just hope the rapture comes today. And I looked at him and I said, oh, no, bad idea. I'm kind of fighting with God right now. That's not a good idea. <laughs> and at that point, you kind of realize, okay, I got to make this right with God. It was hard. But sometimes if you look around and things that God can throw at you in a positive kind of blessing sort of way to show you what he's doing is kind of amazing not kind of like it's actually really amazing um I don't know if you ever read this book but I have been walking like I've literally like changed my diet to be so organic and I'm just exercising okay exercising which I mean walking (laughs) Um, that doesn't seem to hurt me as much I can't do like sit-ups or anything it's pretty painful but walking and I am putting in my steps guys I am totally putting in my steps in fact let's look what I've even done today um yeah I've put in about almost 25,000 steps I've just trying to really just be healthy for this whole thing and taking this very serious so eating organic, like I said, um, water, just very organic type eating. And so again, that's been, that's been good. But as I've been going for my walks, I've just been listening to audiobooks and ended up just kind of randomly stumbled across this book and really had no idea what it was about. But it's kind of funny, just I feel like God put that book in front of me at that point even though I had no idea what it's even about and come to find out a lot of people have heard of this book have read this book I have not um but what it is called is The Hiding Place and it was by Corey Tin Boom um yeah talk about people that are suffering so I'll just give you a little bit of background on it. It's it's a Christian book. And this family, they took in Jews during World War II. And they were in the Netherlands. So they took in these Jews. They hid these Jews. They actually had a room that was called, I think it was called the Angel's Room. And they had an architect that came in and totally hid this room from any soldiers that were to come in. And just everything that worked out for these was just, for them, was just purely amazing and totally 
God all over that. But what ended up happening was that this woman and her sister and her dad, they were the ones hiding these people. They ended up getting arrested just because they heard that they were hiding Jews. However, the Jews were in this hiding room and they never found them, but they still arrested the family. The dad died like nine or 10 days into his prison stay. And then later on, the two sisters were sent to a concentration camp. Uh, Her sister, Corey's sister, ended up dying in this concentration camp while they were there. But how God was just in the... (laughs) Hard, but God was totally in this with them. And so they were able to kind of, weirdly again, sneak Bibles into this concentration camp again you know I hear oh Hitler Hitler was a Christian oh no 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 like they would have been totally punished for having Bibles I don't no Christian there's no Christian that wouldn't allow Bibles to people right so I that's just totally twisted not that is no Christian besides what he did but it, the, the Bible was the one thing that was just not allowed. So anyway, they weirdly, again, just smuggled these Bibles into this concentration camp, which was just kind of unheard of. Uh, there was a room that they were in, and you know the guards didn't go into this room. And, oh, you guys, it's just so crazy. But her sister, which her sister name was Betsy, was just very, very faithful and just prayed for the guards and prayed for all these people, even though they were doing such horrible things to them. And they prayed. Or there was, sorry, there was fleas in this room. So Betsy looks at Corey and says, we need to pray for everything, even the fleas. And Corey's like, I am not praying for the fleas which in a sense like I can relate with her and I think most of us can relate with this Corey Ten Boom like we're not praying for these fleas no (laughs) and she just kept pursuing Betsy she's like but you know God made these we need to pray for everything we need to pray so Corey finally was like fine thank you Lord for these fleas which I think if my sister was asking me to pray for fleas, I'd be like, have you gone mad? Are you crazy? I am not praying for fleas. But anyway, so they were able to have these Bible studies in this room with these lovely little fleas in there, but they were able to bring people to Jesus and their crowd just kept growing bigger and bigger. And um, different people spoke different languages, but yeah, they were translating, not necessarily them, But other people were translating it to the people that couldn't speak their language. So it's just insane that they were able to bring so many people to Jesus. Um, Again, if they weren't in this concentration camp, you know, they wouldn't have had them there. But then later on, you know, Betsy, she was sick and she went to, they had a doctor that looked her over. And during that time, she found out that the 
reason that the guards would not enter this room was because of the fleas. So they were able to have Bible studies because of the fleas, which kept the guards out. And that really, really had me thinking. And here I am complaining of this, I guess, secondary thing to ovarian possible cancer. I'm sitting there complaining and mad. But at the same time, I don't always see what's on the other side of that, right? Um, We're so quick to just judge on does God not love us? Does he not care for us? Would he hurt us? And then you start to look at yourself saying, well, I guess I got to take care of this myself, but we can't do anything without him. And so right now, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this is all happening. I have no idea. But I've gotten to the point that, (laughs) like Corey Ten Boom, I just got to the point where I thought, okay, all right, God, let's, let's have this conversation. And (laughs) thanked him for what was happening to my body. And because I do believe that there's going to be a purpose behind this somewhere, some way, I'm, I I just can't see it right now. And I, I may not ever see it. Right. But Maybe once I'm in heaven, then I'll say, ah, you know, I I could find out then. I don't know. Maybe I will find out while I'm on earth. But there's a reason for it. And I'm going to be faithful through this. I'm going to have a positive attitude. Am I in pain? Absolutely. But I'm going to do my best to get through that and not show everybody that pain and let Jesus shine through my through this story and to show my faith and to not turn from him. I would never turn from him. I never lost my faith. Just got mad, you know? I didn't lose my faith. But just wanted to share this story and I know we all go through struggles, so it's not even I know I'm not alone. You know, even reading that book, it's kind of like, oh goodness being in a concentration camp like that and just stripped down to nothing and happen to go to the bathroom in these holes where everybody gets to watch me go or these ditches and you're fed this horrible little meal where your body's just wasting away and you get no medical help and you're just worked to death but yet I have a little bit of a medical issue and I, I look at that you know, or, or seriously, look at the look at the things that are happening over in Israel right now. Their their lives are literally like on the line every day with these terrorist attack. Yes, it's a terrorist attack. It's pure evil, and the things that they've done to those people. <clears throat> that's just another story, right? And I know that you guys have heard of it too, but let me get into it a little bit, just because of how we are blessed with what we have and even these little obstacles that we may have to go through. We may never experience things that these people are experiencing over there. And so even hearing some of the hospital stories of of the doctors, of these people that are seeing these patients, you know, they even 
the hospital in Israel even went in and took in these terrorists that did these horrible things to the people. And they went to, you know, to save their lives because that's what they're there to do. Now that's humane right there. But the things that they're doing, I, I, and then you're getting this whole, oh, Gaza, oh, things that that's happening to them. I, I do feel sorry for the people. 100% I feel sorry for the Palestinian people that are happening to, you know, that are these innocent bystanders on the sidelines, 100%. Um, but the things that they're doing over the things that they did in Israel is just horrific. When, when you cut open a pregnant woman and cut the baby's head off and then cut the mother's head off, what are you trying to prove there? That's, that's inhumane. And can you imagine that? Even if that was your sister, that was your aunt, that was your friend, that somebody had done that to you? I mean, that's horrific. And it's, you know, this uh, eight-year-old little boy and his dad was killed next to him and he was shot and he's laying there and they get him, but he watches his father die. That's inhumane. Or these people, they're just massacred all over. Just uh, babies' heads cut off? Why? Why? And knowing that, you know, if that's your little cousin, your little niece, your little nephew, your child, your grandchild. How horrific is that? So it, it, it made me really start to put things in perspective. And yeah, this kind of stinks. But it's nothing compared to what a lot of these people are going through or have gone through in the past. And if they can make it through, then I certainly can make that through too. And whatever plans that he has for me. And I trust him. 100%. I'm to the point of just complete trust. And if there's more bad news along the way, it's okay. It's okay. You just have to remember that there's these people out there that have it way worse than you do. Or I do, right? Um, me and my husband even talking about like, we have a pretty good life. We've had a pretty solid, good life. And yeah, there's going to be a bump and there's a bump there, but we have a good life and we've been so completely blessed with everything that we have and our family are, we're very lucky. We're just very, very, very lucky. And the fact that we're even able to have a sense of freedom by by being in Jesus. It's not even a sense of freedom. We do have freedom being with Jesus. And we have a sense of inner peace that other people just can't understand. And we, we true Christians want to love other people regardless, right? We we want the best for them. And we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for our enemies. We're going to pray for those those people in Gaza and these Hamas that's going in and just attacking these people. We're going to pray for them because they're completely lost. 
And again, you know, you've probably heard that that verse about we're not fighting against flesh. We're fighting against evil forces that we can't see. That's exactly what that is. And they're taking over, taking over these people and doing these horrible things. So we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray. Absolutely. And then when it comes to just a verse with the things that that have happened, you know, it's so funny how he'll take you to different verses and you're like, oh, okay, that puts things in perspective. But on if you go to First Thessalonians 5 and then 16 through 18, he says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. Through this, I feel like I have been been praying for every tiny little thing. And sometimes maybe that's even part of what he's trying to get me to learn is like, I don't pray enough. You know, I, I, I think, oh, I got this and just kind of forget about God in the midst of that. And putting things in perspective, never stop praying, be joyful. So those are just a few things that I'm learning. Um, again, I think it was we're we're here on Earth. It's it's like again, you you've probably heard that this is not our home. Our home is in heaven, but we're on a mission here. And our mission is to bring others to Jesus Christ somehow, some way. Um, maybe it's even just one person. Maybe you are a finance person and just stuck in the numbers and that's where you're gifted at. And maybe through that, you're able to bring somebody to Christ. Like however he's gifted to gifted us. But I think we've got to use those gifts and we've got to, got to share his news and his love. So that's all I have today. Um, Thank you so much for listening and I'm hoping to see you next week. All right. Bye.